the first law of Ivanova's hair. Doesn't make any sense. Do the IMDb corner because oh, good grief. Look, do you know what it's like when telepaths make love? You and I being of firm New England stock understand yeah. what it means to be emotionally bound up. This might be my adult brain. Look at you being all what? judgy. Don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. I generally want uh, less Jack the Ripper. I should probably just cut all of this. The dutiful master of horse. Brain, brain, what is brain? Oh, I'm sorry. Suck it, DS9. I'm full of tiny vorlons. Cougar for Cocoa Puffs. Don't step to me with Bionic Bigfoot, man. I think I've had enough of you. I shall sail into the west and remain Garibaldi. What's she gonna look like with a chimney on her? Episode 94, A View from the Gallery, in which we see a day in the life of two average Joes aboard the station. Coming to you live from the blue-collar roots of a Bruce Springsteen song, this is the name of the pod, your Babylon 5 podcast, where we talk about the enduring cultural legacy of the 90s show Babylon 5. I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro, and with me as always, my good friend and co-host... John Cassie. Uh, yeah, uh, b- born in... Born in uh Born in deep space. I was born hey, in a small you know. town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was raised in a small. I know that's not Springsteen. Don't don't write me. Don't write. Don't, don't write me, folks. Me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you know it's classic, yeah. Chris, that you and I said uh, quite 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 measurably measurable in hours ago. Boy, if yeah. only we had a lower decks episode of Babylon Five, that would be uh, that would be a thing. And lo and behold, here's right. You know. Here's the episode yeah. where we get to see all of Babylon 5 from the perspective of our maintenance schlubs. Right. You know? But uh, but we don't get to see something that's very different from what we usually see. That's right. Is the thing. Because, because the contrivance of this episode, you know, really is that they are the audience stand-in. They are the, you know, they're, they're going to interact with all of our main characters, right. all of our, right. you know, our ambassadors, all of the... You know the bridge crew, even even Zach. Uh, you know even Zach in the middle of a firefight right. seems to go on for about three hours because right. he's still hiding behind the same crate in a, in a later scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, right, right. So, right, right. Uh, yeah, you know they, they do your average maintenance workers come across everybody, all the player characters in in the span of one day. Sure, yeah, probably not. I mean, right. this is a it's television. Station is, come on. Yeah, the station is how many? Quarter of a mile long? Uh, yeah. We're too many seasons away for me to remember what the actual dimensions of the ship are. But, uh, yeah, but it's you know, it, 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 it's here to serve this purpose. It might have been, for me, it might have worked a little better. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to nitpick first before I go into everything that I really liked about this episode. But it might have worked a little better if the interaction with the main characters was dialed back. Uh, yeah, to the point yeah. where they they were doing their thing, and occasionally you might see someone walk by, like an, an, a hallway, an intersection. You know, these are these aren't the guys who have to escort Delenn to the escape pod, um, right, right? But but maybe they maybe they walk by a conference room, or they walk by the juncture in the hallway, and they hear Sheridan and Delenn having this, and you can really only piece together the bigger plot of exactly what's happening from little dribs and drabs that you get. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, yeah, they, they, they should have been in brown and gray sectors when things are happening. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I wonder I wonder what's going on as opposed to every time. Oh, we're near. We're in the, the, the big windowed, you know, observatory. Or, oh, there happens to be a window in the in the side of this of this hallway that we can sort of see and get what's going on. Yeah, leave, leave that kind of mysterious. Um, 
Yeah. And by the same token, if you're going to do this kind of episode, don't show us scenes where our two viewpoint characters couldn't be there to know what's going on. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Don't show us Lockley waking up uh, and coming onto the bridge before we we get to see these guys. Don't show us. Don't have the external, uh, you know, space battle stuff other than what they can see through a little viewport, you know, here and then. Yeah. You know, really dial it in. If you really want to have that scope of that, that sense of, of reduced scope, you know, bring everything back in really tight yeah. to to the the experience of somebody who's just nine to fiving their way through you know, through this station. Yeah. Through another red alert. Yeah, yeah. Because of course there are there are hundreds of thousands of people for whom that's true. And the oh, great yeah. thing about a lower decks episode, if it's done really well, is you get to pick up these sort of anxieties and and concerns and fears of those kinds of people mm-hmm. who must be constantly on edge whenever a jump gate opens. Um, yeah, if they even know. If they even the know what's happened. Open. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, Just all of a sudden, no, there's an alert and the ship is, is shaking. Oh, I wonder if I'm gonna, today's the day that we lose all the atmosphere and I'm going to die. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a little strange that that we get more of a lower decks episode feel from that sequence where um, where our good doctor is on you know is on walkabout mm-hmm. and he's so he's so strung out that he doesn't really engage but we get to see you know what he's what he's interacting yeah. with right uh, you know, this was a couple of seasons ago, but, you know, we get to spend time in brown and gray and these other sectors, right? Mm-hmm. And and we see what he sees without commentary, right? Yeah. You know, whereas in this case, I mean, your example of, I mean, at the very least, don't show us Lockley waking up, right? Keep yeah. the narrative firmly in the eyes and perspectives of the characters who you've chosen to tell the story through. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. But you know, on the other hand, I thought that for what the episode is trying to do, that it did a really good job of it. Yep, it, it gave Agreed. us it gave us a little bit of a different perspective on all of the uh, you know, all of the different characters around mm-hmm. the, the main characters. Um, it it showed us. You know, it gave us a couple of, of, of humorous nods toward internet comments on the show. Yes. You know, what, what exactly does that floor sweeper thing do? Oh, I don't know. You know, right. I have to imagine, you know, JMS sort of smirking to himself as he wrote that. Totally. The description of the, of the white stars as plucked chickens, I'm sure, was from some message board. Totally. You know, comment back in the, some CompuServe uh, dial-up Alt.tv dot, dot Babylon 5 dot plucked chickens, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that was, you know, that was kind of neat. And, and, you know, they, they, we've got, we've had actually our first mention of Ivanova this season, which, right. you know, from, from these side characters, no, you know, none of our main characters have mentioned her. Right. Uh, which I, which has struck me as a little bit weird, you know, that they're not at least missing her a little bit or, or you know, mentioning her. Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I felt that that was a little bit of, 
kind of low low baseball there. Was that caddy? Yeah, it was a little. It was a little caddy. Oh, yeah, right. I heard you she know. left because she wanted more money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you well, you're the one still having a show that you get to write about, and maybe you could have done that with a little bit more grace, you know. Yeah, but but again, is that is that JMS sort of mirroring back comments that he's seeing from the audience? You know, if oh, these characters I'm, I'm are sure it is. Yeah. Stand in. Yeah. But 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 I can see I see what you're I see what you're saying. And of course, you know, looking at the lurkers guide, there's the, the collection of comments about this episode. And and JMS denies that that was his his intention of putting that line in. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's just a rumor. It's just something that they're saying. It doesn't possibly have any deeper. Yeah. OK. You know, you're a writer. You're always putting in deeper meaning. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. The, yeah. I, I was like, yeah, I, I get what you're doing here. I kind of wish you hadn't written that line that way. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I like definitely. Ivanova. I like Claudia Christian. It felt a little catty. It felt a little mm. petty. Right. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, and that could be, me, you know, me. I mean, I don't Because at the end of the day, we don't know what happened. Right. Right. And you're right. It's just yeah. okay. Well, I'm the showrunner for this show, and I've made the mm-hmm. decision to to engage with the fans in a way in 1998 is unprecedented. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm going to deal with trolls all the daggum time, mm-hmm. right? Because he did, right? Oh yeah. Right. I mean, I I yeah. trolled him in 1993 with <laughs> this. Why is it Why is it called an a, a, an empire or a republic? You know, that thing that drives me crazy, right? Yeah. And, you know, his answer was the answer that, that you know, that he basically gave in the, you know, that was cited in the Lurker's Guide, which I thought, that's a BS, that's a BS argument. It's your show, though. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. But, you yeah. know, your attempt to answer my question makes me now, one, I totally don't, don't believe that that's your answer. And two, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a little insulted that you would try that, right? Come on. Yeah. But in you any think that's case, that's going to work. Yeah, really, really, yeah. yeah. Um, so okay, so a question to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you, you go. Oh no, I was going to say that that the the he he another piece is he takes the he takes the these two characters Mac and Bo as our audience stand in and and sort of judo's it around to <laughs> uh, to the end where uh, you know where he has. I forget who is who, honestly. He has one of them say, you know, to, to, to Lockley, you know, you're okay in my book, ma'am. Where he's like, all right, now, you know, I've had the, these, these guys, they, they are our audience, and now the audience is approving of our new character. Right, so, yeah. You know, so now, you know, you, you all have bought into these two, and now please, you know, accept their, uh, their position. You know, he's, it's, it's they, they Kyle Raynard, uh, yeah, right. Lockley here right. In, in a huge way. Right, uh, and I'm probably going to have to unpack that, aren't I? Be, no, well, maybe, okay. maybe in the well, show notes. All right. Yeah, all right, yeah. Um, if you read Green Lantern in the '90s, you know exactly what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As I say to John, my partner John, all the time, um, mm-hmm. just to infuriate him. Right, I really didn't read comics in any substantive way until the mid '90s. Right, so mm-hmm. I will say things like, I don't know why DC continues to try to get me to believe the totally specious argument that Hal Jordan is Green Lantern. As everyone knows, Kyle Rayner 
is Green Lantern. The one, the one, the one true, true Green Lantern, Green Lantern. Yeah. right? And, Hal and Jordan is the Spectre. The 90s. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. We, and we know that Hal Jordan is the, the true Green Lantern because for most of the 90s, every single issue, an established character would come around and say, you know, I doubted you, Hal, uh, Kyle Rayner, but you're a real Green Lantern. You're a true hero. Right. Yeah. And so now I don't have to put it in the show notes. That's right. Because I've said it. That's on right. The episode. Hooray. Yeah. 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 I mean, it really was, uh, you know. Now that now that you've met Mac and Bo, and you agree that they're two salt of the earth characters, right? Really yeah. down to earth guys. Surely everything they think, you think, right? Yeah, it felt it felt a little like, come mm-hmm. on, come on, you're yeah. working too hard. Yeah. Okay, so my question is, yes, please. Uh, if you were gonna do a lower decks episode of Babylon Five, would you have chosen? these two characters or would you have structured it a little differently hmm well again it comes back to what i'm seeking to accomplish no, you're, you want to accomplish if, what jms is trying to accomplish okay okay so i want to i want to have them interacting with the main characters i don't right. want to have them be you know somebody down in you know gray 74 who is uh right you know, who who never actually sees anything that's going on. Right. Because um, that's a different episode. Right. Yeah, it it totally is. It totally is. And um, maybe that's the one we should have had. Yeah, maybe. But given maybe. that this is the one we had, would you have yeah. cast it or structured it this way? I think it works. I don't know who else I would you know, maybe I would use a couple of the established minor characters. Um we've got Corbin. Oh, totally, uh, right? Yeah. I could you, you could spend a day in his shoes. Yep. Uh, kind of following him around. Um, I don't know if we have any like anybody else. Like this could be the the Corbin and blank buddy comedy episode. Um, I mean, we we never we never see the same like assistant in 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 the medical lab. Right. Two episodes in a row. Ever. Right. You know, I I I I I think Stephen Franklin is killing them. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's such a he's, toxic he's boss, him. right? Yeah. yeah, he's spacing You're just all quitting. of this. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's so sensitive about the spacing thing. Is yeah. like you know, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna really put on a face that I'm you know against spacing. Spacing Please is pay, bad. Pay attention to this airlock. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Full of intern bodies. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Stephen I, Franklin, I, history's greatest monster. I think that you could make a case. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah, yeah. I, uh, t- 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 speaking <laughs> ill, speaking ill of Stephen Franklin, and uh, yeah. you know Richard Biggs is not here to defend himself. So shame on me. True. Shame, shame, shame. Yes, yes, um, we are full of shame. Shame and shame. Um, I thought not bringing Corbin along mm-hmm. in some way, I would have centered it on him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or maybe Corbin and Zach. Exactly right. You know, or uh, or Corbin is given, you know, given a, an assortment of duties that mm-hmm. that take him away from the action, like he's always taken away from the action. Yeah, right? and and he's given all of these kind of ancillary duties that he has to perform, and in so doing, interacts with. You know all sorts of other people, including kind of characters like Mac and Bo. Um, yeah, or yeah, that you know they tried to do this a little bit with Keffer in season two, 
right? Yeah. Um, which I never thought really was all that effective, right? Um, but I here's here's where I I started when I was thinking about this question. Mm-hmm. Maintenance crews, C- cool, great. Yep. I think I want more perspective than just Mac and Bo. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want a third character. I want a fourth character. I want okay. a Narn in there who's working on mm. behalf, you know, because the Narn in the have been sort of contracted to do work on the station, right? It would have been an right. opportunity to get a human and a Narn who we don't generally see interacting mm-hmm. just in regular day-to-day yeah. business, having real conversations about what it means to be a Narn and a human and what Babylon 5 mm-hmm. means to each of them. Yeah. Right. Um, I wonder if having, you know, a Mimbari voice or a Drazi or, uh, you know, if yeah. one of them were, or if the team was all women, right, mm-hmm. if that might have given us a different take on Lockley or Ivanova or, you know, whatever, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. But, I think you, you run the risk of it not being as relatable, which is definitely what JMS is going for. Yeah, for uh, sure. If you move it away from being two humans and dare I say, two dudes, um, yeah. if, we're, if we're talking, you know, late 90s yeah. TV. Yeah. Um, I, I think... I, 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 I don't disagree. The idea of having a full, uh, an all-female maintenance crew is even conceivable in 1997 television, 1998. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I take... Uh, but, I, I take but all I would, of that, I, yeah. But if, if making it relatable, if, if having them be the audience stand-in is not necessarily the goal, but giving extra perspectives is, then yeah, I'm totally on board with, with, you know, let's have, let's have a, uh, um, uh, let's have a, a team of, you know, like a Captain Planet kind of every, one of every of the, of the species on the station, you know, come along. We've got a game, we've got a, a Drazi, we've got, you know, Pakmara, we've got everybody right, hanging out. Right, right. I mean, it just, it just felt, you know, to me, like maybe uh, sort of an an, an opportunity mm-hmm. was was left on the you know uh, you, you know was left on the the first draft, right, and sort of yeah. cut, right, right. Well, um, and I wonder if this episode really had that many drafts. The notes on the Lurker's Guide say that. That JMS just he he cranked this one out between like was it like six p.m. and three a.m. He just sort of sat down and boom like wrote the whole thing. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. It's one of these divinely inspired. Um, you know, it says story. Harlan Ellison gets a story credit in this one. Yeah, so I, can I definitely, saw that. You know, and, and I can I can definitely see that in the character of I think I think Bo. You know the the who's much more the salt of the earth kind of right. You know, scrapping kind of guy. Um, I, I can I can definitely see some Harlan Ellison DNA in that for uh, sure in that character for sure. Um, yeah. So I I don't know I I I think solid enough. Yeah, but I might have tinkered yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What What yeah. do we think? I, of, yeah, go. I'm glad. That we, I'm glad that we you know we we, we get Captain Lockley. Yeah, I was we going. That's where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. At least you know, even though it's only her as seen, you know, by the other characters, at least we at least we get some of her here and see some of her you know, leadership 
style under pressure. Right, right. And perfectly serviceable. Yep. Right? Thoughtful, uh, capable of making a, uh, uh, you know, tough command decisions under pressure. Very serious Ivanova hair. Oh, my word. That's the most Ivanova hair I've ever seen. I know. That was like like level A, you know, A73, you know, if you go back to the Matrix of second season. Right, right. Um, Triple triple ultraviolet. (laughs) Alpha, yeah. Um, I didn't didn't really work for... uh, didn't really work for her, though. I, uh, for Tracy Scoggins. I guess I'm more used to... For Tracy Scoggins. I guess I'm more used to seeing her a little more poofed out. Yeah. You know, but 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 it's also entirely possible that uh, that Byron has used up all of the hair product budget for the entire year, um, and so nobody else has any to go around. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's an urgent crisis of, uh, you know, there's no gel. We've got a moose There's shortage. no moose. <laughs> Get me Earth Dome, stat. <laughs> <laughs> we need Aquanet. Yeah, exactly. We need Dippity Doo. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I thought. Um, you know, again, remember coming into the the season, yeah. I was in a Tracy Scoggins. Delenda S. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. you know, again, this episode mm-hmm. just fine. Yeah, right. I agree. I, I mean, mm-hmm. do I want this new character or do I want Ivanova? Well, obviously, I want Ivanova. Right. Right. But if I have to have a new character, this one is well written enough mm-hmm. and this one mm-hmm. is acted well. So good. I'll I'll mm-hmm. take it, right? Yeah. I want some more depth. Totally. I yeah. Wanna, I want I want you know, yeah. we've only got another, you know, fewer than 20 episodes probably of this of this season. Correct. I, I you know, I, I we need to we need to get moving if we're going to if we're going to build right. her as a character. This is episode 4. Mm. And we've now seen her twice. Right. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I think if you're going to be the captain of, of Babylon 5, you you deserve a little bit more screen time, even if you're brand new. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, you, you know, the, the example from Deep Space Nine of Esri Dax. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't matter that she's Esri and not Jadzia. She's a main character. We expect her to be a main character. She's going to get the same sort of time that Jedzia would get, even if it's a new character and you're not sure what, what you think about her yet. Um, and you yeah. know, uh, Esri had her own, basically her own arc in in that season, and they gave her a oh, fair heck. amount of time, right? Yeah. by by this By this time, yeah, we were we were totally we were totally on board with Esri. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. We, we, we need a similar kind of thing, I think. Need to pick up the pace. Yeah. 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 At least that's my that's my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so sort of... It- yeah, because I just checked to, to refresh my memory, and it's only 22 episodes in this season, and the last one is Sleeping in Light, which was already done in the can. That's right. Yeah. So we know she's not going to be in that. Better start moving. Right. Um, you know, we... Um, We, we we get a lot of kind of good inner stuff going on, you know, with these uh, you know with these characters. Um, mm-hmm. But I I wonder. I mean, I want to raise it, and if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. We can we can put it aside. But I was struck by even even now how much better 
the visual effects were mm. against the unnamed aliens who don't matter in any way and why are they attacking Babylon 5 in their cool uh, battleship gray spaceships, right? Yeah. I thought it looked really good. Oh, Way I agree. better than it's looked in the past. Yeah, and I, I don't know if there has been some, if there was some sort of major upgrade in the in the visual uh, department going into this right. season. I know during the fourth season was when they, they kind of brought all of the visual effects in-house mm-hmm. um, with their own company. So maybe that now that they've had a whole season of tinkering with the, the programs and they kind of know how to... Or maybe it's just the advance in uh, in, in technology. It's, we're here in 1998. You know, you've got your Pentium 4s going and... Uh, uh, you know everything is is looking up with the world. Um, yeah, for for know. for sure. Um, but but yeah, those the ships looked. You know the Earth ships, the the little probe in the very opening uh, of the episode that gets blowed up. Uh, everything looked so crisp and so like really really nice. Um, it, I was, yeah yeah yeah. I was definitely impressed. And were those new? New Star Fury models with the lo- with the longer noses. It, I know we, we got a new Star Fury a few like last season, but it looked, looked new to me. Yeah, I, I I could not find any evidence that they were, hmm. um, but they looked they looked new to me, and it may just be a function yeah. of as improvement in animation. Yeah, uh, you know, develops that mm-hmm. that they look by looking cleaner at, yeah. as they move in space. They, you, you get perspectives yeah. that you wouldn't otherwise get. I mean, maybe it's that. Yeah. Well, I know that we, I know we added on the nose cone. Yes. You know, we, we had talked about how we neither of us were very comfortable with the the early Star Furies, where oh, I'm you know, there's a sheet of glass between me and the yawning void, uh, and we're glad that you've got now got at least a, a nose to to, to right, right. pretend that that right. I'm not in, you know going to die immediately. But these looked even more elongated, more like almost like a cross between Star Furies and Vipers, right? Um, which I which I super dig. Uh, I like that. I like that look a lot. Yeah, for 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 sure. Um, just a quick side note, okay? Yes. So, Tracy Scoggins, okay, mm-hmm. is uh, still alive. You, she is sixty-five. Are you about to IMDb corner? I'm going to IMDb corner you a teeny bit, okay? Okay. So Tracy Scoggins is. 65, okay? Right now. Okay. Okay. Which means she's 45 when she's filming this episode, okay? A little bit younger than we are now. That's right, okay? Yeah. Um, The actor who played Mac, okay, the Mm -hmm. white guy, okay? Raymond O'Connor, American character actor. Yes. He is 64. He is younger than Tracy Scoggins. Wow. Okay? Okay. And I was like, I mean, I just... I just wanted to sort of quickly look these guys yeah. up to see if maybe there was something that would be in. Yeah. And I was like, he's younger than Scoggins? That's, wow. That's, yeah. 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 I did look him up because he looked a lot like uh, another actor. Um, and of course, I didn't write things down. Um, who was in the, the fantastic TV show Knights of Prosperity, um, which uh, which I recommend everybody go and find. I don't, I don't know where you'd find it unless you're, you know, looking in illegal corners of the internet for download files. Mm. I think ABC wants to pretend it never happened, but it was, uh, 
It was a very short-lived TV series where it's a, a bunch of blue-collar folks decide that they're going to get rich by robbing Mick Jagger. And uh, <laughs> it was... It, it, it was a fantastic show. Um, so funny. So funny. Uh, uh, Donna Logue is the lead in it. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, and Sophia, um, oh, what is her name? She's on the Modern Family. Sophia um, Var- Var- Vargas? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. She's, is that right? You know, the, the two of them are, are, are the leads. And, uh, and Kevin Michael Richardson, who does so much voice acting. Uh, fantastic, fantastic show. Um, you know, full of this, this, uh, these absurd plans they make every week that they're kind of going to try to break into Mick Jagger's apartment in New York city and rob him blind. Nice. And they're completely incompetent. Uh, Well, yes. Yeah. Um, So anyway, that's my side note, but I I thought it was him turned out not to be. Um, I was disappointed because I thought I had a a magnificent IMDb corner. Yeah. Nice try. Yeah. Um, I have another one for you. I wish Donald Logue was in this episode. Oh, Donald Logue. I just yeah. love Donald He's Logue. One, <laughs> he is one of those guys who makes everything better yeah, by his presence. Raises yeah. all boats. Uh, yeah, okay, yes. so IMDb corner me, and then I want to talk about these special effects for a minute. Yes, yes. All right, we're, we're going we're gonna to go down the career of Robin Atkin Downs. Oh, no. Byron. That's Byron, isn't yes, it? Yes, oh, that's God. Byron. He's been, in, he's been in a ton of stuff. Really? Um, okay. He has 396 acting credits. <gasps> And and something like thirty crew credits. A lot of them are voice. God bless. Um, I mean, he was he he does all these like voiceovers and and voice dubs and stuff. Okay. Um, he was in the Orville as. Uh, God, of course I moved away from the page. Why do you ask me these questions? Um, hold, please. You know, if you can't be bothered to be prepared, I you know I write down. <laughs> I've had quite enough. Of I've you. had quite enough uh, of you. <laughs> I, I, I wrote down that he was in it. Isn't that enough for you? Um, okay, let's scroll down the page here. So, he's in the Orville. Oh, this was not a voice credit. He is, uh, he is a Krill Captain Jackass. Well, probably Jackass. That's probably yeah. how it's pronounced. It is the Orville. It is all. the Orville. Yeah. Um, he, he, were, he did voices in both Supergirl and The Flash. Oh, wow. He was a dominator in The Flash, probably in one of the crossover episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Killing Joke animated okay. film. He was uh, Harvey Bullock in that, huh. which I can't see at all. No, Thank not you. at all. Uh, he was in The Clone Wars, uh, voice of uh, uh, Cam Syndulla, oh, Hera wow. Syndulla's father. Okay. F- folks who watch Rebels. Okay. Um, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, Batman Year One, New Frontier, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh my God. So he's Knights in every animated show of any consequence and any yeah. animated movie. For the last he was in Rogue. ten years, he was a voiceover in Rogue One. Um, he was uh, he was a voice in World of Warcraft Legion. God bless. Who was he? Yeah, he was. Let me get to that. Just one second, because you know I knew you'd ask this, and of course I didn't write it down. Because why would I? Um, it, it just says it just says voice. It doesn't say who he. It doesn't say who he was. So I have no. He was in Suicide Squad. Oh, well, mm. that would explain a great many things. <laughs> that movie um, was so dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, basically. Okay, no, okay so just, I, I type into a search engine. Robin yes. Atkin Downs W-O, and it pops up World of Warcraft. Okay, let me see if okay. I can figure out who he was. See if you can get that. Yeah. So, um, 
so yeah, we've we've said we've said that we don't like the Byron character, um, but I really wonder. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to see him in some other things and see kind of how he, you know, how he pulls them off. Is it is it more a direction, uh, right issue? Right. Is it more how the characters? I mean, let's let's talk about Hayden Christensen for a minute there. You know, who's probably a perfectly fine actor whose career has been ruined by George Lucas. Right, uh, right, you know, right. That, because everyone assumes that is what he can do. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, you know is, is, that, is that the same the same situation here? Don't know. Have to check out some of his stuff where he's, you know, other than, other than voice credits, um, where, huh. uh, where we actually get to see him on screen. Yeah. And he's still, I mean, he's still... Even he's like 43 I said the Orville yeah I believe it he looked pretty young <clears throat> which means he was younger than we were when we were watching the show yeah god like bless. almost a decade younger yeah huh crazy there we go yeah I was very quickly looking at some World of Warcraft forums and uh uh-huh. um and the only uh uh th- there was a reference to him uh, actually, not as a WoW voice actor, but as a Legion voice actor. You know, it was mm-hmm. just sort of, it picked up the thread, but, you know. Yeah. 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 Oh. He, you know, he was he a couple of characters did... in Mists of Pandaria that I don't, I don't know, so. Okay. Yeah. He was on the series The Strain. I never was, watched uh, that. Done by Guillermo del Toro. Um, is that like an Andromeda Strain kind of knockoff? No, thing? it's like a vampire zombie thing, I think. Oh, uh, okay. Too bad. Um a uh, mysterious viral outbreak with hallmarks of ancient and evil strain of vampirism rages the city of New York. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm going to give that one a pass. Yeah. As much it, as I like Guillermo del Toro, I think all I, of the um, all of the visual, like uh, the print ads and stuff, are all full of yeah. like gross body horror stuff. Oh, it's got David Bradley in it. Huh. Yeah. Um, well, maybe. But he 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 voices the master in that, which I gotta assume is a major role. But uh, yeah, uh, but he doesn't appear on screen. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. that Robin Atkinsons is a uh, is a very uh, kind of noted voice actor. He does. He yeah. definitely has a, a you know a, a sort of a unique and singular voice. Um, yeah. Yeah. And now that we've got a bunch of these movies and things in our queue that John has, mm-hmm. has sort of acquired, right? Like New Frontier, for instance. Yeah. I know it's something sitting in our queue to watch, right? Yep. You know, I will be listening for him. Listen for, um, for Guardian and New Frontier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I, yeah. I, think, uh, I think those things that, I, that don't resonate for me, for him, on this television program, actually probably mm. work quite well in a video game context where you get... You know, you yeah. want a little bit more of that over the topness a little bit sometimes. You know, right? You have to you have to do more with the voice since you don't have the facial, you know, expressions to convey it. That's now. right. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, this episode and and I think the first one of this season, uh, both written uh, both directed by Janet Greek. Right. So if we're gonna say that that Byron's creepiness, and I think he comes off just as creepy in this one. Yes. Um. Oh, if it's if it's direction. Then, then the direction is is it's being consistent at least, and that's the intention, right? Um, um, it is. 
Right. It's very unlikely that that Janet Greek is bringing out of him something that isn't supposed to be there. Right. And so, therefore, you probably look to the writing that this is what is being intended. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this, this goes to the points that we've made a hundred times. You know, we like the show. It's a good show. But oftentimes decisions are made that we would not make. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like yeah. we've been given a pot of money to make our own show. So shut up. But, right, you know, right. we're watching and it. This late, is our perspective. It's the late 90s. You know, edgelord kind of stuff is, <laughs> you know, mysterious, mysterious, long-haired, you know, guys. You know, this we're, we're right in the in the heart of, well, we had the, the Vampire the Masquerade show. Right. Uh, you know, for a couple of seasons just before this. Um, that that whole culture in gaming was was huge at the time. You know, right. we've got your Marilyn Manson and your your uh, Nine Inch Nails kind of uh, kind of culture uh, swirling in the in the atmosphere. Um, it's it's definitely a, a dark and brooding time for white dudes, and uh, and I don't think you get any more white dude than Byron. Well, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's a dynamite. I thought it was, I thought it was at least. Yeah, I thought it was at least taking a look at at you know if, if we're if we're going to slag him for the rest of the season, and we are. Well, uh, well <laughs> there better look, be some changes, his, son. Look at his CV. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're, if 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 this is if this is where we're going, mm-hmm. dear dear listeners, we 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 may just end up be, uh, you know with remarks that sound like this. I will refer the gentle listener to the remarks I made last episode about Byron. And then mm-hmm. we'll talk about something else. And we'll draw the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah. Um, so there it is. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then uh, I think that's probably our cue to get on out of here before we start down a, a, a dark Marilyn Manson-esque path ourselves. <laughs> you know, we don't want to become late 90s white dudes over here. We did that once. It wasn't fun. That's right. Chicanery um, will so, always make you happy, Chris. Yes. Sometimes I I fear the hat is wearing me. (laughs) Anyway. On that note. (laughs) On that note. All right. Leave us comments. uh, Join in on Facebook. Rate, rate, review, subscribe. You know all of those things. You know what to do. Uh, We hope that you will, uh, you know, join us on Facebook. Talk about some of your, your, your favorite Lower Decks type episodes or, or books or, or things like that. Um, you know, it's it's a it even has its own TV tropes page. Yep. There's plenty of yep. examples out there. Yep. Lots of good stuff. It's one of my favorite kind of little little side excursions on shows or in 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 books and things. I, I always like it when they do that, and I, I totally. hope that you do too. Totally. Uh, and we will uh, we'll be back in a week to keep on keeping on through season five. Okay. Until then. Bye. Bye. No, that's not much of an outro, but it's what you get.